0: AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630
1: The Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Thank you and welcome once again to the Church of the Week program. My name is Marcus Burgos. I am your host. And uh, this morning, I was thinking about how the love of God has no limits. The Bible says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And I looked up the word all in the Greek, and I looked it up in the Hebrew, and I looked it up everywhere I could find, and I found that all simply means all. Mm. Sorry to say. We all have, even you and I, we all have sinned. Uh, However, we... Especially as church folk, we love to to sometimes look out and see people that are that are not as as uh, are not a living our type of life. And 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 we exclude them from things and we don't invite them to things. Uh, but if it had not been for the Lord, mm. like David says, who was on my side, you know, where where would I be? Where would we be? And when we think those ways, I I, I believe that it allows us, it moves us with compassion. It allows us to extend the love of God beyond those people that live in our neighborhood, beyond those people that are in our same class, uh, that, that have our same type of ideas and thoughts. It allows us to love them. The Bible also teaches... In, in that very same book of Romans, Romans 8, it says, Who can separate us from the love of God? And uh, really, there is no limit to God's love. If we allow it to flow through us, there is no limit to God's love. I may not agree with, uh, with how you your decisions. I may not agree with, with even how you voted. Uh, but I can love you. I can love you. And so today I want to challenge you. To exercise your love muscle, to exercise your the love that God has given you, don't keep it. He gave it to you so you to so you can give it to another and uh i think I think that is a a, a great challenge for today, the love of God. and so with that said i want I want to introduce to you someone that uh that is known around this city uh for I think for two things. One of them is for crazy faith. This man does things that that others of us uh, wish we could do, and and he actually does them. We dream about it, and he does them. And the other and the other is is love because he is he is just a big man of love, and uh, there's no limits. And so uh, today I want to welcome uh, to the KSLR studios, Pastor Jimmy Robles. Pastor, thank you for for being here today.
2: Marcus, thank you so much. What a blessing, man. Uh, uh, to, to be here once again and to be just, just what you just said. Share the love of Christ to, to our city. And, um, it's been a, it's been a, a, a journey, man. Yeah. It's been a, a crazy journey from, you know, we were talking the other day about storms and winds and stuff, but when it's, when it's all said and done with, within that storm, within that wind, it, it actually takes you to to the other side. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <clears throat> and I know that the biggest storm that I faced a, a couple of years ago is losing my daughter, right. Victoria. But, you know, I just always say that my daughter is more alive than ever. And the reason I'm speaking about my daughter, because I want to share something with you today, is uh, speaking about love, um, loving those that... People might not even, like you said, even think about even helping or loving them or looking at them differently, and that's the homeless here in our city of San Antonio, man. Yeah. It's a it's a big deal, you know. Homeless all over the place, and I know there's a lot of a lot of places that they can go to and stuff, but you know, like Haven for Hope and stuff. But this sometimes it just gets overwhelming, even with them. So, uh, speaking of Haven for Hope, we became partners with them. You know, we talked to them. They came in a, and, and I'll tell you what's going on um, after my daughter's death. You know. When seeing her funeral, I saw a lot of men and women walking up to the casket with backpacks. And you could tell they are homeless. And I told my wife, how do these people know my daughter? <laughs> where, where did yeah. this come from? <clears throat> but we used to have a cafe behind the church at one time. And and we were speaking to some of the homeless. And it says, we remember your daughter. She used to give us free sandwiches like every day. And I said, like, that's where the money was at. That's, what, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why
1: we never that's made money. That's why we never made a
2: profit. <laughs> But she would help the homeless. She loved to help the homeless. Anyways, as a matter of fact, uh, on her journey to Corpus Christi that that night when she passed away, she had her boyfriend and her boyfriend's uh, sister and and two nephews that were actually homeless living in the the car. That's why she said, Dad, let me take him to Corpus for the day and we'll come right back. And I never let her go really anywhere. But that day I told her, go ahead. Because, Dad, they never experienced that. You know, it's it's crazy. But – she took them to have a good time. She sent me videos of them in the ocean and stuff. And I said, like, what a blessing for this 5-year-old and a 7-year-old that are living in the streets in the car with them, with the mother to experience something like this. And on the way back at midnight, you know, that's when I got, uh, I gave her the phone call. And she said, I'm 30 minutes away and, you know, won't go too much into the story. But she never made it home. She got into a car accident. She passed away. And the two little boys, 5 and 7-year-old, also passed away. Wow. And uh, the hardest hit that I was... Could ever imagine any any parent going through, but that's what I'm talking about. That storm actually took me to a whole other level, and uh, I could have stayed down and get depressed and sad, or I could have just continued to stand up and fight. And one of the things is like either you die with her or or you live for her, wow. and I decided to live for her. So we started scholarship programs for for young ladies that are pregnant can't go to school. We we do it. We're we've done about four or five gradua- graduations already. Graduate a lot of young girls, but one of the big things that came about um with my daughter's death is something called victoria's point and victoria's point is little tiny homes everybody's familiar with tiny homes and Mm -hmm. you see them all over the state man but there's no tiny homes here in the city of san antonio and god put this in my heart in january january 15th i told my wife god put this in my heart to be able to help out the homeless and we're gonna have tiny homes all over the property not even knowing if it was zoned for it or anything just dreaming it was just an idea and um and like you said, man, I, I like to just put action to it. You know, 99% meeting, and 99% action, and 1% meeting. Right?
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <clears throat> so I looked into tiny homes, and I found a place out there by 1604, and I went to go check them out, and and I, I ordered three houses, man. They brought, next next thing you know, in, in a couple of weeks, I got three houses being delivered to me, and then uh, it, it was a blessing. I put it on Facebook. Let's, we need sponsors, $5,000. You're able to sponsor a home for a homeless, and and not even an hour, man. I got three sponsors, so I was like, "Praise God!" Because I ordered these houses in in faith, in faith, and hoping that <laughs> they will get paid. Like, <laughs> but they got paid like within an hour. Yeah. it was amazing. And anyway, so the. If, if you're listening, you're interested and you have that love for Christ as well, there's a great opportunity for you as well. So these houses are 10 by 20. The biggest is 12 by 20. And what it is, is just a shell. You know, it has a roof, the windows and everything. But the reason they're called Victoria's Point, first of all, because of my daughter, Victoria, and, and people, are, even the homeless are Victorious in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. God sees them just the way he sees us. And the thing is, the Victoria's Point is, be- uh, because they have reached a point in their life that they're ready for transition. These men that are coming into the transition homes, we have a program at our other church at 1311 North Arzumota where 40 to 50 men and women actually go to this building, the old church. Upstairs, they get to take a six-minute shower. There's a closet there for clothing, get a haircut. we got different hairdressers that go once once a week. Um, they get to um, change and I mean, just really feel good about the soul and just listen to a word of God. And if they really want to join this program for the transitional homes, they have to be able to wa- want it. So we have a program from Austin that came down. And um, I don't know if you know Mr. Ramon Chapa, he's from New Braunfels, And he came with a program offering the homeless, because many are homeless and they can't get on their feet because they, they owe tickets right. or. They have some kind of record. So this program, we we said, we'll pay for your tickets. We'll get you your ID, your Social Security, medical records. <clears throat> and we've done five so far within less than two months that are now have their IDs. They can go look for work, pay for their tickets. They don't have warrants somewhere. They have to be looking out. They don't have to be sleeping on the floor. So right now, you know, if they really want it, those are the people that are going to transition into the
1: homeless housing. And so a lot of, a lot of the... Uh What employers are looking for is an address as well. Yeah. So this transitional home is going to provide that. They're going to have a physical address.
2: Yes, they're going to have a physical address. It's amazing. You know, when I went to the city to see if it was even zoned, they told me it was an MF33, which is actually, they told me I could put 30 houses per acre. Wow. And I told my wife, I'm only going to get five. And she (laughs) said, why five? I said, With the number of grace. And then she says... And about a week later, I got five more. She goes, now nah, you got 10. I go, double grace. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then you heard about 30. Yeah, and then I heard
2: about 30. I said, well, don't think about it. I said, but anyways, I'm, I'm excited. We had our grand opening. Chief McMahon was there. Sheriff Salazar was there. Joe Sakaya, we had city council members there. It was a blessing. We had the Westside Chamber of Commerce there. We cut the ribbon. And so what we did, we had all the... Uh, sponsor we have 9 houses right now and every single person if they sponsor a house is $5000 and the thing is they get to put their name of their business or someone that they lost and you, and all the 9 houses is they're dedicated to their daughters, their wow. sons and they name them so there's, they have casa 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 Garcia or casa Rios so, so they have the names on the top of the peak of the roof, yeah. they have their name, and then the address to the houses is actually the date they were born or the date they passed away. Right. So what happens is these men they transition every three months, and we're not going to rush them out, but within those three months, you have to understand they already come from another program, from Haven for Hope or from our program, right. that they already been there for six months and they're they're clean from drugs. They're not just coming from the streets, you know. And if they are just coming from the streets, we send them to our program first, and if they finish those six months get their ideas, now they're ready for transition. So some people might say three months is not enough, but not realizing they've been with us already over six months, you know. So now they come over here.
1: So you're not you're not just throwing people into oh, no. the, into these boxes, if you yes. will. And good luck, and and we'll see, see you make, later. Yeah. You know, it, this is you're walking with them. Oh yeah. And would this be the final step in this program? Is that how you see it, or is there something else? No,
2: no. So we connected with another individual that we're, on the other side of the the fence, and we have some other. Uh, we're thinking about container homes and bigger homes. These are now, now you have thirty forty dollars $40,000 homes, right. but they're still tiny homes. But where are you going to find a $30,000 home for exactly. someone you know, Exactly. So that's, that's our next step is to actually, they own their own house, get an apartment or something. We don't want to just, what's going to happen? So the sponsors, not only do they get their name on that house, but they got full access to decorate it the way they want to. It's pretty cool because the sponsors were there. Everybody got to cut their own ribbon and they got to meet the person they sponsored. Wow. So they get to meet this person they sponsored and then we keep them in contact for the whole year. So in a year they're going to be able to see three to four men transition from their house that they sponsored and they're going to be able to keep up with it. in a year. Where's Juan right now? Oh, Juan's working now. He has his own apartment and that makes the sponsor feel good. And then, and, and for $5,000, a great investment, man. That is <laughs> a great a, return on a great investment. Great return, and some people want to do their own thing because it's only a shell. So it takes like about another twenty five hundred dollars to actually do all the inside. So praise God, man, that we had landscapers show up and do all their landscaping. Some college donated all the flooring for us, and now that we're gonna get three more houses, you know, we're still looking for three more sponsors right now. Right, and 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 the more sponsors we get, the more people we can help get off the street. So uh, it is a blessing because we have. Uh, Saint Philip's College we have a chef from there that's going to be coming once once a week and he's going to be teaching them how to do culinary like how to cook really? and stuff and then we have a house that we that's already there we're putting 3 to 4 stackable washers so they're going to learn how to wash their own clothes and we have a in the process of getting our own garden so we have counselors lots so of volunteers a garden, you
1: can you can do some planting and I'm sowing to grow some vegetables and every
2: house has their own yard so they take care of their yard, water their grass, water their trees. So I always, I always, you know, teach leadership. Like I always give people a seed in my leadership class when I first start. Mm-hmm. And graduation is three months, and I want you to bring me back that plant or the fruit, whatever it is. And I don't tell them what it is. But sometimes people lose their plant, their seed. Some people. They keep the seed in their bags. And I say, like, that seed is just going to be a seed if it remains in your hand. But if that seed falls, you know that scripture, mm-hmm. and it dies, it produces much fruit. So I tell them, if you bring me whatever, they want to know what is it. I don't want to tell you what it is. I want to make sure that you bring me back that plant or the fruit. So in three months before they graduate, they have to bring me back that plant. And it just shows them responsibility that you got to take care of it. you got you got to make sure you—so when somebody says— it it died and I just I just got tired of it. I just forgot about it. I said, can you imagine us as a pastor that people get they just they don't want no growth and we just give up on you or like God,
1: that. Or if God did that to you. Yeah, no. Mean. So
2: it's it's a responsibility that we teach them how to be good stewards of what we given them. So everybody has a butterfly bush in front of their house. The reason is because when my daughter passed away, I remember that day. I got on the freeway in my motorcycle and I was riding and I was crying. So don't get in the motorcycle because it's dangerous and but I just had to just ride yeah. and I was crying and crying. And then all of a sudden it was a season of butterflies. You know how you have butterflies yeah, all over, yeah. hitting me all over the place. And I went from crying to smiling, to laughing, to say, wow, mama, that's you. And these are all your friends. And I don't know. So every time <laughs> I saw butterflies, I, I think about my daughter. Yeah. So that's why we planted butterfly bushes. And you go to the transitional house right now and you see butterflies on those bushes. Yeah. So, um, uh, it's pretty cool because the, all the people that have sponsored the houses are really excited because, um, they've lost someone and they have somewhere to go to just to remind them you know what i mean
1: let me let me let me say you, you've said you've said so much in what you're talking about i'm, I'm my mind is is my, the wheels are turning and you're listening to AM 630 the Word Church of the Week and we're here blessed to have pastor Jimmy Robles of Last Chance Ministries and you can find Last Chance Ministries on the on the internet at lcm.community and they are they are located at for Brady Boulevard right mm. and uh but you, you I I love what you said about the seed you don't tell them uh what the seed is mm. and so much of what we have and what God has mm. given us is is to be discovered that's right you know we have to discover mm. who we really are the, it it's there yeah. you have a talent you have a calling you have something that you're supposed to bring into this world that's right. however mm. you have to discover it and you have yeah. to get to it. Get your hands dirty. Discover. Try this, and if this doesn't work, try that, and do something. And that's the discovering process. And that that seed analogy, I, I love it. I may I may yeah. I may borrow that one.
2: You can borrow, man. It's uh, 1999 right now. It's going on special. It's not... <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I love I love to teach leadership, and one of those things that I do is is that. And Pastor Carlos, this is Pastor Carlos right next to me. Say hello, Pastor Carlos.
3: Hi. Good good morning, everyone, and God bless you. And Carlos is from. San Antonio now, but
2: he was originally from New Jersey. All right, it's, it's not all right. But anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> but, but the reason I'm introducing Carlos because Carlos, I preached about that last night. As far as that, we're all on a journey to discovery. Isn't yes. that amazing?
3: Yes, that's true. And um, many times we go through a lot of dirt in our yeah. lives, uh, a lot of storms, and and at the moment we might not understand, uh, but certainly is God leading us. To cross over to a new level of faith and and an understanding of who we are and and who God is in us so so these things are, are so important in our lives that we embrace you know the storms and, and know that jesus' he's, he's in the boat
1: with us that's right you know there's there's a couple of elements to to the seed, but now that we're on the seed yes you know there's that inner where all the magic happens yes uh, but there's a shell mm. There's a heart and that's what we see, that yep. that heart shell and that heart shell protects or, or or it keeps that that inner that inner membrane from growing and becoming all it can be. That's right. And as long as that outward shell is intact, the fruit of that seed will mm. never be realized. That's right. And so in order for that seed to to realize its full potential, there must be brokenness. Wow. That seed. That shell must be broken, and so you ministering to broken people. That's right. Uh, they, they're they're so much closer
3: That's
1: to right. to realizing their potential, their full potential, because the brokenness is there. Even right. in, in you know biblical biblical terms, we look at Elijah, the great the great prophet. He left the mantle for Elisha. That's right. right. And before he, he picked up the mantle that he left when he was taken up, the Bible says that he tore his garment. Mm-hmm. So there was breaking. That's right. That's right. There was breaking. There was there was pain. Mm-hmm. And then he was able to pick up the mantle and do what he was called to do. Come out from under his his teacher. That's right. You see, and go into that next phase. And so brokenness is a major part of our life and a major part of a Christian's life. There must be brokenness. We protect ourselves so right. much.
3: Yeah. It's like I always uh, tell people that uh, a broken heart is an open heart. That's right. We're, we're That's more right. Uh, right. Uh, uh, ready to receive what God has in store for us. And, and yes, I, I agree with you.
2: And one and the great thing to see these people that are homeless, like, um, Brother John Juan was one of the first candidates. He stayed in the at Woodlawn Park and he lived in the bench and there's a story about him on Case on at twelve and stuff and, and how he came from brokenness. Just getting his ID man, he was like he just emotionally he couldn't contain himself. He hadn't had an ID in years. And then getting his house, I remember him standing on the on the little small porch, and he's like, this is a mansion. It's a 10 by 20, man, yeah. but it's a mansion to him. But you know what the thing is, is from a little shelf from nothing to little small 10 by 20s, We they have wooden floors. We have the Drury Inn uh, Hotel that donated all the furniture to us, so we they have sofa beds in there. We built showers. They have their own little stand-up shower. They have their toilet. They have their sink, coffee pot. And then not only did they donate the furniture, they donated – uh, 30 inch screen TVs. I go, man, it's bigger than the house. But <laughs> <laughs> they have to go outside to watch. <laughs> you see, and, 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 and some people would not agree with that because um, I've seen different negative comments, the you know about the transitional homes, and but it, that just shows the the lack of love that they have. Because mm. a sin is a sin, man. Sometimes people do. They pray for the prostitutes from a distance, or the heroin addicts, or the drug addicts, not realizing that they're doing their sin in in public and we do ours on, in secret yeah. but it's a sin is a sin and someone has to love them. these people that go to our 1311 north of some one, uh, church that's the very first church there's 40 to 50 men and women on a daily basis and these are people that do not go to Him for hope that do not want help these are the ones that are hooked on drugs that are living under the bridge right. but those are our friends man and someone has to love them yeah. and the thing is we accept them we love them we don't judge them we don't say nothing we don't even ask them to sign they just go upstairs and little by little these are the ones that are being transitioned and being transformed just because of our love and they're getting haircuts and they never experienced that. As like, These are the ones that don't want help. Now, a lot of times people will, they have a choice and they do have a choice, but at the same time, do we shut them down, or do we show the love of God? You never know. Like I always say people want to zoom right. in, and that's good to zoom in, but a great leader zooms out like an eagle, and you see the big picture right. where they molested at one time, where they're hurt, they have psychological problems, and then we work on all that area. We focus on whatever needs to be focused. So that's how we do things. We see the best in them. Like the song says, when everyone sees the worst in them, right, and right. We, just, we just love on them. But praise God for that seed, man, because these people felt like – that seed that was planted. You know, when you put a seed in the ground, it's dark. Mm-hmm. People step on it. People spit on it, but it's, but it's not dead. It's just buried. Yeah. And eventually that something's going to come out of it. And we've seen that with Juan and a lot of other men that have just been, they went from nothing to brokenness to, I tell them, if you hold on tight, man, you know, Jesus is asleep with a little pillow, pillow top and everything. Don't yeah. bother him. and just <laughs> know that he's with you. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, we don't see, Jesus in the storm. That's when the guys when they were like, Who's this man? Then they recognize it because in a storm you really don't see God or you don't see Jesus but just know that he's on that same boat with you. You know what I mean? And he's the one that caused that storm to happen. And it is for our growth. Yeah. That's
1: crazy. That it that is it's crazy. And that's why that's why I said you have crazy faith. Yeah, you uh, have to have it, crazy faith. <laughs> it it really is challenging, I believe, San Antonio, to see you do this, to see the things that, that you have accomplished uh because of the dream that God has placed in yeah. you. I mean, we can learn a lot out of this interview. One of them is to follow the dream that God has given you. And you know what? And,
2: and, and act on it. Yeah. Don't If you wait for, for, for a, an approval or you wait for people to tell you what they think, you'll be waiting forever, man. I always say if the Nike commercial can just do it, then we can do it. That's right. Just
1: do it. Just do it. Just get up there. See, I always say if God
2: it. called you, then he'll sustain you. And if it's a God thing, it'll happen. And for this to happen so easily, some people struggle. Some people don't know what's going on. But Then you need to realize and sit back. Maybe it's not a God thing. But because when it's a God thing, man, everything just falls into place. And praise God that every time I open my mouth and I confess something, and because I know that it's God, and then it happens. Uh, so my wife always looks at me and she just kind of nods her head and she's like, okay, go ahead. You know, it's like, you have a crazy idea. She goes, what is this crazy idea now? <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, is, and it and it happens, and I was like, wow. People tell me when I used to, when I used where I'm at right now is the old food stamps office. It's uh, over 34,000 square feet. And I had pastors come and tell me, I was like, man, I would always pass by, and I would just say, man, that would, uh, I prayed. I go, that would be a nice place of worship. I go, the difference between you and I, that you just passed by. Mm-hmm. I stopped, and I said, this will be a house of worship. Amen. And it became a house of worship. is amazing.
1: that That is amazing. And uh, Pastor Jimmy... I just want to, if, if you could, we, we have a couple of minutes left. Yes, sir. If you could encourage somebody, because this this came out of a tragedy. Yes. And there are many people that are still living in a tragedy. Mm. They haven't been able to jump on their bike like you did and, yeah. and, and have that encounter with the butterflies that really spoke to your heart. Yes, sir. How could you encourage someone? We got about a minute. How can you encourage someone that is still living, they're still in that pain of the tragedy, maybe it happened recently, maybe it happened five years ago, but they're stuck, they're there, they can't move on. How would you encourage someone to well, one, do that? One of the
2: things is there is a video there. And so four days after my daughter passed away, and you can go to Last Chance Ministries on YouTube and just just type in the word, a pain you can't explain. I couldn't explain it at that time, but I could explain it now. But I always say it's dangerous to stay behind. When financial, financial problems come your way, you lose a loved one or something. Usually people you want to stay behind and go back to what you used to do but that's that's a dangerous thing we got to keep on moving trusting god it's not easy but the bible says look up to the hills from where your help comes from i don't know how people can do it losing a child or a loved one without god and i thank god that i have him on my side so as the storm and the stuff gets crazier and crazier in your life you gotta look at it not as an inconvenience, but as an opportunity uh, great things have happened because of my daughter's death but like i said either you die with them or you live for them. So if you're listening and you're going through a hard time, just look up to the hills from where your help comes from. God is an awesome God. He's a faithful God. Even if it doesn't make sense, don't ask when, where, and why, because there goes your blessing. Just stand strong, lean on him, not on your own understanding, and know that your ways are not his ways, and your thoughts are not his thoughts. God bless you, my brothers and sister. Listen, give me a call if you want. You can call me at 210 584 and we're at Last Chance of Ministries, lcm.community. Look forward to hearing from you.
1: We can probably also find you on Facebook at Jimmy Robles or the church last chance ministries and connect with them. You want to be a part of this program, connect with the church. God bless you, San Antonio, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today as we
0: featured our AM 630, the word church of the week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com.